Among the many mitzvot and law topics that the Torah describes in Parshas Kisetze, we find the rule of Pishnayim, the double portion that is meant to be inherited by a person's firstborn son. However, when framing this particular rule, the Torah uses a context of a man who is married to not one but two women, one who is described as the Ahuva, the beloved wife, and the other who is described as the Snua, literally the hated wife. And this framing should really make a person wonder, why exactly does there have to be a hated wife? Why does the Torah use such extreme language, such imagery to depict this particular halacha? Like, is this woman really hated? Why is she hated? How does she become hated? Or why is she described as being hated? And while we're at it, who exactly is it that hates this wife? At first glance, you might say it's the husband that hates her. But then why is he married to her? Why not just divorce her? Is there perhaps another layer to this hatred? Maybe there's someone else who hates this wife? And while we're wondering who exactly this hated wife is, perhaps you're already thinking of an earlier story in the Torah that seems to be alluded to in our particular Parsha here. And many commentators have drawn our attention back to the story of Yaakov Avinu and his two wives, Rachel and Leah. And some have used this particular halacha, this particular Parsha in the Torah, as a basis for questioning the actions of Yaakov Avinu. Did Yaakov Avinu violate the rules of Pishnayim, the rules of firstborn? So we'll have to address all of these questions as we enter another dimension. A dimension not only of Pshat, but of Remez, Josh, and Sod. A journey to a mystifying paradise of Parsha imagination, which we call the Parsha Paradise. Welcome to Parsha Paradise, or Parsha Paradise, here at the Database with Rabbi Shua Eisenberg, where this week's Parsha is Parsha Kiseitse. And if you enjoy these shiram and others like it on the podcast and you want to partner up with us with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations for shiram like this and others, or if you want to join the Database Podcast WhatsApp group for frequent updates and links for every uploaded shear, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com. Okay, so taking a look at the Parsha of the Isha Ahuva and the Isha Snua, the beloved wife and the hated wife, and to try to understand what exactly is the meaning of this particular framing and how exactly there comes to be a hated wife, and also to understand this particular Parsha in light of Yaakov Avinu and his two wives, one whom the Torah also, in that case, describes as a hated wife, so that also needs our investigation. And although there have been contemporary scholars who have tried to suggest that maybe Yaakov acted incorrectly, well, we'll have to put it into context and see, because the Mepharshim have indeed weighed in on this question as well. So let's return to the first question of who exactly is this hated wife? Why is she described as hated? Was she, in fact, someone who was really hated? So this question brings us back to the first description of a hated wife in the Torah, and that was none other than Leah. We know that Yaakov was married to both Rachel and Leah. Leah, he was married to against his will. This was the scheme of Lavan. And the Ramban points out over there in Bereshis, Chavtes, Lam, and Aleph, that Yaakov actually did hate Leah. He hated her because she had lied to him, and based on the Medrash Rabbah, the Bereshis Rabbah, 
Ayin Aleph Beis seventy one two, the Medrash explains that Yaakov in fact would have divorced her had Hashem not given her children. Hashem for the uh, for the sake of sparing the marriage between Yaakov and Leah, which apparently was done under Hashem's hashgacha, Hashem wanted it to happen. So Hashem made sure that Leah would stay with Yaakov, and in fact. The Barbanel goes um, at length to explain how each of the children that Leah had, Hashem had given her to see to it that Yaakov would eventually become mischaber, to be attached with Leah through all of the children that they would have together. That was all part of the hashgacha. But the point is that according to the Ramban, Yaakov in fact did hate Leah, at least enough for the Torah to describe her that way. However, the Ramban also suggests al-pipshat, and quoting the Radak, that Hated might actually just be a relative term. And the Radak there explains that, yeah, you know, the, the fact that the Torah describes Leah as being hated is only in, in, in connection, in, in, in relation to Rachel, who, whom Yaakov clearly loved more. The Torah says this outright, that Yaakov loved Rachel more than Leah. And um, so for that reason, the Bechor Shor explains that clearly Yaakov didn't hate Leah, even though the Torah describes her as hated, but Bechor Shor also explains that it's a relative term, and if you don't say that, then there's a, there's a contradiction in the Pesukim, because it says that Yaakov loved Rachel more than Leah. Clearly there was love for Leah as well. And the Radak explains further that, yeah, just like we find the relative term that, that Leah wasn't literally hated, but she was just not relatively loved as much as Rachel was, and that will justify the term Sunua. So Radak says the same thing can be said for our parsha Devarim 2115, where the Pasuk describes these two wives, the beloved wife and the hated wife. So it's not literally that she was hated according to these Mepharshim. However, once again, the Ramban, at least the court based on the Medrash, seems to have a literal approach to it, and its Siv and the Abarbanel also appear to take Yaakov's hatred literally. Even though the Torah itself doesn't actually say that Yaakov hated Rachel, however, the fact that Leah is described as being hated, so some, some of the Mepharshim take that in a literal um, sense, that Yaakov did hate Leah. But again, on the other side, we have Mepharshim that suggests that it wasn't taken literally. However, um, in terms of um, the description of this wife as being hated. So we see there are different circumstances that could lead to the wife being hated, and, and, we could, and there could be a, a logical reason for it. And Al-Pipshat, as we mentioned earlier, the Ibn Ezra explains that who was the one that hated this wife. So he says, it's the Ish, the husband, and he says, um, and not Lashem, meaning she's hated to the husband, not to Hashem. Is there someone that suggests that when the Torah describes this woman as hated, that it's the fact that she was hated by Hashem, and Hashem caused her to be hated. So in fact, there is going to be a, a, a parish that says that. The Malbim is going to say that. Um, uh, he, he gives a suggestion, um, an, additional, uh, an additional layer to this hatred, that it is Hashem that hated this woman. Why would Hashem hate this woman? So we'll see shortly. But the, Ibn Ezra just points out that you shouldn't think that. Ibn Ezra argues that, no, it's talking about the husband. I'll peep shot, and there's no reason to suggest otherwise. But we'll see a reason to suggest otherwise. The Nitziv gives another layer, I'll peep shot, to the hatred that this woman is experiencing, um, that, that, that she is um, enduring from the husband. The Nitziv explains that if you look at, this, um, that at one point in our parsha, the Torah refers to her as the Sneha, that the Sneha, not the Snua, but the Sneha has to be, um, her son has to be recognized as the firstborn. So why is it described later as Sneha and not Snua? So Snua means hated, but Sneha means the one that was caused to be hated. 
Why is why was she caused to be hated? So the Nisiv explains that she's not hated al piatzma mitzad atzma. Um, she wasn't originally hated by the husband. She was married to the wife uh, to the husband's second, and the original wife, the ahuva. So she caused her to be hated. Somehow she said something to the husband. Maybe if she, whatever she did, the original wife caused the husband to hate the second wife because perhaps she was jealous and felt the competition. She uh, felt threatened by the fact that this new wife entered the, the marriage. And so because of that, she caused her to be hated. And the, uh, the uh, Nativ explains further that because of that, she was punished uh, the, the first, though, the, the Ahuva was punished that the Snua gave birth to the firstborn. And in fact, um, there, are, there are other Mepharshim that suggest along these lines that indeed Al-Pidrash, um, the, the Abarbanel and the Radak, they both explain this, that Hashem Bidafka grants the hated wife children first. And that's why Hashem did this for Leah. Um, that the, the fact that Hashem had given Leah children first and closed the womb of, of Rachel, opening the womb of Leah, was specifically because of the fact that she was hated. And this is something that Hashem grants to a hated wife. So so this um, you know came back to to haunt the Isha Ahuva. But that's uh, that's what the Nitziv explains. This is how she became hated, because the first wife caused her to be hated. And again, there could be many reasons why she was hated al-Pipshat. Now we move on to some very interesting Ramazim um, that we find in the Vilna Gon. And there are actually two different readings of the Vilna Gon. One reading, which is similar to what's found in the Chida's writings in the Chom Asanach, and the Nitziv is very passionate about making sure you read the Vilna Gon correctly, because there are two readings in the Vilna Gon. They're both brought down in the Panina Mishulchan Agra, and the Nitziv passionately rejects the first reading brought down there in the name of the Rishimus Harid Miller Besof Sa'aras Eliyahu. I guess this is Sefer Sa'aras Elio, Mipi Rabbi Ephraim. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce the name, but it's either Sirakas or um, Shirkis. And it says Talmud Hagritz Nivelajan. Be that as it may, the Vilna Gon is addressing the question. If you look closely at the Psukim, the Psukim describe that the man has two wives and says, Vyoldu Lobanim, they're going to have children, Ha Ahuva the Hasnua. So it says that the, the, the two women are going to have children. First, it says the Ahuva and the Snua, but the firstborn is going to be to the Snia. So why does it specify that the Ahuva and the Snua are going to have children? It sounds like the Ahuva, the beloved one, had the child first. Then the Pusset comes back and reverses it and says, ah, oh, but the, the firstborn was born to the, to the hated one. So why does... Well, why does the, the Torah describe it in a way that, you know, blindsiding us, leading us to believe at first that the Ahuva has the firstborn? And so the Vilnagon explains because there was actually a scenario, um, the, the, a story is presented where such a scenario happens where a person was actually led to believe that the Ahuva was the one that gave birth to the firstborn. How would this happen? So um, the description is, let's say the person actually marries two women, and there's a snua. The snua is actually a woman that he divorced. So we asked earlier, why doesn't he just divorce her? So he did divorce her, but he divorced her after she conceived. So what happened? She conceived, and then immediately after, the husband marries another wife. This is now his ahuva, and she also conceives. But sometimes different pregnancies last a different amount of time. So who gives birth first? So the 
Um, so according to the reading that the Nitziv rejects, the Nitziv says, don't take this reading in the Vilna Gon. But one reading in the Vilna Gon is that the Ahuva gives birth first. The she gives birth first, and then the Snua gives birth second. But the Snua, who was divorced, she had conceived first. And according to this first reading in the Vilna Gon, what we're assuming is that Pishnayim does not follow the one who's born first, but it follows the one who was conceived first. And, um, and it says, Kirei this was his first seed. The first seed actually came to, and was, was conceived by the Isha Snua. So again, the Nitziv, the Chomasanach, they take a different reading of the Vilnagon and the other reading that's brought down in the Panina Mishlochan Akra, which suggests that, no, the, 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 the remez that's being alluded to is actually the reverse. That what? The firstborn was born to the Snua. And the husband might think that really the, because the Ahuva gave birth first, so that the Snua would not be the one that's the mother of the firstborn. And the Torah is specifically coming to tell you that Pishnaim, that firstborn rights, follow the one who was born first. In fact, the Nitziv reverses the entire case and suggests that the Torah is specifically coming to tell us, once again, that we follow the later, we follow the labor, the birth, we do not follow the, the conception, and that you might have thought that if the, if the wife conceived first, who was the Ahuva, and the Snua conceived second but gave birth first, that because of Rashis Ono, we would follow the... The, the, the pregnancy, the conception, says the Torah, no, absolutely not, we follow the birth. And that's how the Nitziv explains the Vilna Gon. But both readings can be alluded to, Alpirem, is based on the ordering of the, of the phraseology in the Pasuk. Now moving over to some drash, um, we find a, a famous drasha that Rashi brings down earlier in the parasha, in Perak Chafalaf Pasuk Yud Aleph. So he cites the Medjish Tanchuma that explains how in the world can a person end up with a hated wife? It's very simple. He married a Yifas Tawar. And the Yifas Tawar, who originally he loved, but not for the right reasons, he really lusted for this woman. He desired her for that reason. And because of that, the Torah um, describes the halachas that, dis- that, that teach us that he's supposed to make her disgusting to him. And when that happens, Mamela, she becomes the hated wife. And this is never actually supposed to happen. A person is not supposed to have a hated wife. But if he marries a fast Tawar, what's going to eventually happen is he's not going to be fulfilled by her. He's going to get married to another wife. And the fast Tawar is going to be this hated wife. Now, while we're on Drash, so mentioned earlier that there is a Malbim that explains the reason why this woman is hated. So the Malbim does quote this particular drasha as well about the Afas Tower. However, the Malbim suggests another possible reason why it is Hashem that hates this woman. And really what he hates is not the woman per se, but he hates this woman's union with the husband. Why? So the Malbim points out, and this could also actually be a remez, that the word hatred, though the description of the woman as hate, hated, comes up in the Torah three times in this particular context to teach us three classes of women that Hashem would hate um, in terms of the union between her and the husband. And so Malbim suggests that maybe this woman conceived because she was either seduced without uh, marriage, right? She was a mafuta, 
or she was an Anusa. I, he raped her. So this is one class of possibility of a woman that conceived, and she might give birth to the firstborn, and this is hated by Hashem. Hashem hates this, uh, this, this union, and yet she might naturally um, give birth to the firstborn. Another possibility is that she was an Isser Lav, that for one um, um, law or another, for one prohibition or another, she was not allowed to be married to this man, and he married her anywhere, and then, and then he's going to give birth to the firstborn from her. Or possibly an Isarkaris. The third class is an Isarkaris. Um, and again, because the word hated appears three times, there are three possible reasons why this woman is hated by Hashem. Now, returning to the long-awaited question of Yaakov Avinu. Did Yaakov Avinu violate the rules of Pishnayim? Did Yaakov Avinu have a basis for doing so? So we're going to see the answer among other Pashtanim with a, with a flavor of, of Drash and Sod in this next particular um, issue where um, the Kedushas Levi um, explains that, um, that in the name of the Rumban, that Yaakov, in fact, stripped Ruvain of the Pishnayim, and he gave it to Yosef, we know, and that he did this because Ruvain did an Avera, plain and simple. And the Barbanel, in the same vein, explains that Yaakov stripped Ruvain of his Pishnayim. He did it al Gvura. He did it in accordance with Ratzon Hashem, with divine instruction. And this was obviously an exception to the rule that would appear later in the Torah. And if, the, if you want to suggest that the Torah is giving any kind of color commentary on the actions of Yaakov, the most you could say, based on these mefarshim, is that the Torah is telling us what we may not do today, but what Yaakov, um, when Yaakov did it, it was appropriate. And Yaakov could do that, but we could not copy such actions. And this is not to suggest that Yaakov made no mistakes in, in, in his rearing of his children. The Gemara in Shabbos talks about how Yaakov um, had made a parenting mistake when it came to the way Yaakov treated Yosef versus the other brothers. But in terms of the rule of Pishnayim, so these Mepharshim suggest that Yaakov appropriately um, um, stripped um, Ruvain of the Pishnayim. And the Kedusha Slavi suggests an alternative explanation, a very interesting one, that Yaakov understood and perhaps misunderstood from a Nevua when he was told that you're going to have more uh, more um, nations, um, you're going to have more Goyim coming from you. So Yaakov understood that um, if he was going to have more tribes, but he knew that there was only supposed to be 12. So if he was supposed to have more, Yaakov thought that maybe one of his sons was going to become disqualified. And when Reuven committed his Avera, Yaakov said, oh, this is it. Um, the Reuven had therefore been um, correctly disqualified from the Pishnayim, and that's why Yaakov stripped him of it. And finally, we have the Lakute Maharan in Bays, 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 222. Um, he explains that um, the Pishnayim um, is based on Shmiras Habris. He says, if you are Shomer the Bris, then you're Zochet the Pishnayim. And he says, that is why Yosef, who was Shomer his Bris, Yosef was Zochet the Pishnayim. Whereas Reuven, who was Yechal Yitzoyaviv, the fact that Reuven tampered with his father's marital life, that directly will strip him from the Pishnayim, because once again, that in some form represents a biddle of the bris, a destruction of the bris. Um, and because Yosef upheld the bris, he was Ochet to the Pishnaim, rightfully so, and from Ruvain it was taken away. Uh, but this would explain the reason why, um, although we can describe Leah as the Snua, and although the Torah explains explicitly that the child of the snua, when he is the firstborn, must be recognized as the firstborn. In this case, not so, because um, of these circumstances which led to Yosef becoming the uh, the 
heir to the Pishnayim. Before we finish, I'll just mention also a Chassam Sofer. The Chassam Sofer explains when it came to Leah, so he uh, goes with the other Mepharshim that explain that Leah was never actually hated. And when the Torah describes her as being hated, that Hashem saw that she was hated, or that Hashem heard that she was hated, the Chassam Sofer explains that Leah was at risk of being hated because of what she did, because of her lying, as it were. And, and therefore, Hashem gave her children to protect her from that. And when Hashem heard that she was hated, it means that she was rumored to be hated, not that she was actually hated. And, the, and he says, the, the final proof he explains is that Reuven, even though Reuven was not, um, it was not um, Zoha to become, the, to, to, to earn the Pishnaim, but he explains that Reuven is not a Ben Snua because Reuven was never disqualified from the actual family. The fact that Reuven, despite everything, was Hagun, he was considered proper, it's not possible that he'd be the Ben Snua, because the Samsofer explains that in order to be a Ben Snua, you cannot be someone who is Hagun, you cannot be someone who is proper. So um, the Samsofer explains that regardless of any textual connections that you might draw, at the end of the day, the Torah... Um, as it were, we can argue, walks back the hatred or works from it. And as, as the Barbanel explained, all of the children that Leah had to connect Yaakov back to Leah. So whatever you will say, this has no bearing on, um, you know, on the actions of Yaakov in terms of the Torah's description of Pishnayim. But anyway, this takes us through what I thought was, yes, a longer edition, but an absolutely fascinating edition of our Parsha Pardes, trying to understand the deeper meaning of the hated wife, which hopefully now we have, and uh, we should be zochah to always be beloved and never hated, and to always love, um, and hopefully not um, encounter people that we should rightfully hate. And until next time, have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you for joining us here at the Database.